Hello and welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four friends have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog to distract themselves from the inevitable passage of time and their own rapidly waning ability to open their heart to the youth. Ah, you see what I did there? No. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you got it. I'm Rock the Jake. I'm Cyberlink. I'm Game Buddy. And I'm Falero. And I gotta say, this is, I think this is officially our one year anniversary. Yeah. A, a little, maybe a couple days. Yeah. Officially, a, a but not technically. Late, but yeah. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Like our first episode went on, went up on April 1st, uh, 2022, as is our tradition to have new things popping up on April 1st. And yeah. It's essentially been a year now. Even in terms of us recording ahead in advance, it has been a year. So yes, good for us. There's, there's as much time between when we recorded the first episode and when we recorded this as there is between when we released the first episode and we released this. <laughs> now we're really getting into the, the technical nitty gritty. <laughs> that's, that's what the people came for, you know, statistics. <laughs> and the, yep. All that to say, hey, thanks for sticking with us. This, is, this has been a lot of fun. It really has. I know, like... I've said before that I'm kind of the audience proxy in that I'm learning a lot of things along with people. And I have definitely learned a lot over this past year. And I'm looking forward to learning even more for this whole next year of podcasting that we do and so on and so forth. Well, I hope you're ready to maybe learn some things you already know because we're talking about Sonic Adventure again. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Heck yeah. We're retreading old content. Well, not really. Uh, Just I like think. Sonic Team. <laughs> uh, yeah, ah. we're, we're re- revisiting old stages, bringing them back and uh, claiming it to be Sonic in a new world. Sonic Adventure will forever be our green hill. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what they say about the hill. That's that's good. That's We, we can make that into a title or something. Huh. Write that down. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. Hmm. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm re- Sorry. Throw this out there. I'm really mad that I didn't come up with this before, but our outro should have been, this has been The Hill is Always Greener. We'll see you on the other side. And I'm so, so mad that I didn't come oh, up with that. Oh, man. New year, new us. <laughs> yes. You know what? Anniversary episode. This could be where we do it. Yeah, new, maybe. new sign off. New sign off. Watch us forget it by the time we finished recording this episode. Most likely. <laughs> I'm going to write it down. <laughs> but we have have decided to re-revisit uh, Sonic Adventure because, you know, our first episode, we were, I, I know, especially me as the editor, we were we were getting our sea legs on on what our, our podcast dynamic would be. And we also had a lot to cover of, like, our own personal histories with Sonic on that first one. And then kind of focus more on, like, what it was like to, you know, win Sonic. Sonic Adventure was released and like experiencing 3D Sonic for the first time. And then we didn't really talk about a lot of the game like minutia itself. And uh, I I can only speak for myself, but uh, I want to do that this time because there is a a lot of stuff in Sonic Adventure I I really want to get into. Same here. Yeah, because, yeah, it really was talking about the quote unquote rocky transition to 3D last time. Uh, but you know at the expense of talking about the game itself and that was also during a time where we were like well we don't want to be recording these for too long I don't think anyone's going to want to listen to us for a few hours but uh, (laughs) 20 what 27 episodes later we realised well let's just do it anyway (laughs) (laughs) if it happens it happens (laughs) 
Yep. Especially with the last episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last year, uh, as we said, we, we basically kind of laid the foundation for our talking points for Sonic Adventure, and we maybe drew some nice blueprints, but we never really built the house, so to speak. So we're going to we're gonna raise that barn today. One, two, three, and it's four. appropriate, all things considered. We just got done talking about Sonic Frontiers, and... Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode or played the game yet, you might want to do that because, uh, spoiler alert, there's plenty of references to this game within the story of Sonic Frontier. So yep. it's nice to go back to that, knowing what we know now. As well as some of the information we've learned over the past year of podcasting, uh, when we talk about the music later, that's you know something relevant from when we talked about 3D Blast. See, it, it all, all comes, comes around. full circle. Like a Sonic spin dash. It's, like it's, it's like poetry, they rhyme. so i guess without further ado let's actually get into the more nitty-gritty parts of the story uh we can first talk about sonic's story and then i guess just jump off to the other characters as we go yeah because i they i mean it's all very similar um you've got your outliers your 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 amy's your gammas uh (laughs) big the cat yes but um yeah they all they all follow like basically sonic's narrative for the most part Yeah, it is fun to have this kind of intersecting multi-character story with everybody weaving in and out of each other's narratives as time goes on. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I had played any other games up to that point that had done that approach with, you know, the different campaigns intersected with one another. I'm sure there must have been something, but for the life of me, I can't think of anything else that I would have played before then that did that. You know, Sonic Adventure isn't the first 3D Sonic game, but it's kind of like the first like big scale 3D Sonic game. And to look back on it and just recollect the fact that like they went pretty hard on the story, like like Sonic's first like big, big, big outing in 3D. And there's technically seven different stories that all interconnect like that's that's shooting for the stars right there. Yeah. Now. Did they need to have it set around all these different characters? Mm, probably not. <laughs> but it's. But I'm glad they did in a way, because they've got a lot to talk about. I mean, it's kind of the natural progression, just because like they'd been having increasing numbers of characters in each game. You know, you had Sonic in 1 and CD. You had Sonic and Tails in 2. You had Sonic and Tails and Knuckles in 3K. So it only makes sense that, yeah, let's keep upping the ante. Yeah, it seems like looking back at it, Sonic Adventure was kind of the game where they really did throw, they like threw a lot at the wall just to see what would stick. And, you know, like at this point in time in 2023, after all of us have played Sonic Frontiers, a pretty good portion of it actually stuck in different ways. It is interesting going back to a game with so many playable characters after having spent so long in, you know, the era of only Sonic playable and, you know, that's going to change in the coming months, but it's still like, it feels really different, you know? Yeah. So I guess let's go ahead and talk about Sonic's story. Um, the the game really opens up on him running through the city and we get to, <laughs> of course, his very first line is uh, the classic, Oh yeah, this, this is happening. happening. Which is the opening phrase that we use every time we start recording on this podcast, by the way. It is our we'll, ritual. We'll, we'll peek behind the scenes for the <laughs> listeners. I don't think that's ever made it into the show, but it is it nope. is a it is a tradition now for certain. Yes. <laughs> uh, so as Sonic is up uh, just declaring 
that this is indeed happening. We see the police driving through the street. He checks on what's happening. And we have our first boss fight with Chaos. Chaos Zero. Starting off with a boss. That's a heck of a way to start a game, I think. Yeah. I still remember the first time I fought... I did the Chaos Zero fight. I was playing Sonic Adventure on a demo kiosk in, you know, like a Circuit City or something. And just the first time I saw this thing, like, descend from above as the police are shooting at it, all their bullets drop. Oh no! Our, our weapons, weapons are, are useless. useless! Oh, that Retreat. guy. <laughs> just gonna shuffle up my feet here for a moment. <laughs> like, I remember just being completely blown away like my little sonic loving brain was like oh this is this is the coolest thing and video games will never surpass this ever (laughs) (laughs) so after sonic eventually beats chaos uh, chaos turns into a puddle and slinks down to the sewer system and then we finally get to see eggman in his 3d glory in his 3D, I can't move my facial structure. Glory. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. No. No. Not even an attempt at lip sync for Eggman in this game. <laughs> well, the mustache is there. You can see it. Mm-hmm. You can get the idea that maybe he's talking under under that facial hair. <laughs> Just occasionally moving his head up and down like a red versus blue character. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Sonic. Do you ever wonder why we're here? No. (laughs) (laughs) It was probably advantageous for the late, great Dean Bristow, uh, who played Eggman, to not have to worry about lip sync because he could probably actually do the acting a little bit more and a little bit better without having to necessarily worry about fitting in not only certain syllables, but even certain sounds with a, a lip sync. To be fair, the lip sync in Sonic Adventure is not the greatest to begin with. That's true. (laughs) My my understanding is that they were mostly like trying to record so that the length of the line read was equal in Japanese and English, as opposed to like trying to record to the flaps specifically. Yeah. In fact, if I remember correctly from our own research into the technical aspects, um, if you uh try and have a file that's not the exact same length uh the game breaks <laughs> wow. i think we covered a lot of the like the the technical process of like the voice acting both the the japanese and english side last time but yeah i mean looking back with the my my you know my modern lens now and knowing like the the whole process and how it was kind of still the wild west back there it is hard for me not to find the the english voice acting charming in sonic adventure 1 it's it, it is what it is and i i still think it works for for <laughs> for that game yeah, for the most part yeah there there are definitely some translation and Oh yeah. choices that I would I I can't really like truck with like I I was playing to uh, refresh myself I was playing the game with some friends watching uh, in the background and we all had a good hearty laugh at you're right my friend so here we go yeah again a thing I think we got into last time to where like uh, yeah there are several story points in uh, in the adventure games in general that are just completely lost in translation because hey uh, you know shit happens basically <laughs> <laughs> but you know you were saying about Dean Bristow, though. 
It, like in during a time of like really awkward voice acting in in English voice acting in particular in video games, especially when it comes to dubbing over Japanese dialogue, that guy went full ham for oh, yeah. oh, a yeah. game, and I love it. And it, it's it's hard not to to feel a lot of the same energy as also the the late great Atsuka in his Eggman with mm. with yeah that is what that character demands, and so absolutely you should go <laughs> you know crank it up to eleven. I yep. I love it. I don't think anyone's ever done something quite like Bristow's sort of weird extended end of sentence delivery, saying something <laughs> all systems full of power. And I'm just hearing him. I'm listening to the end of his sentences because he draws the lines out for some reason, and it's very good. <laughs> yep, it's 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 such a great signature. Or when he has the boss fight, uh, the, like the final boss fight with Tails, and like he's still at eleven, but he's very quietly at eleven, and he's going. Like, oh yeah, the <laughs> scary Eggman, the the yes, yeah. out of you, into you. Yes, <laughs> that, that that growl of his his signature and it was such a like defining part of his you know characterization delivery. Yeah, I'd definitely be remiss if I didn't reiterate uh, my the, the the things I like about that that old stuff. <laughs> yeah, adventure was interesting because this was like. The first time we were really getting into like some deep backstory stuff for the Sonic series that we hadn't really explored in a while. Like we're this is our first kind of look back at, you know, why Knuckles is the last of his kind and some early Chaos Emerald lore, stuff like that. And that's stuff that has continued to be explored maybe not as deep, but still explored in more recent media, especially Frontiers. Yeah. For a second there, I was like, yeah, the, these things you're describing are exactly what happened in Frontiers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even even little stuff like, um, you know, in the next scene with Sonic where, you know, we, we see uh, he, he, he is getting some uh, sunbeams by the pool and sees Tails crash and, you know, we get another <laughs> iconic line read there. But uh, after rescuing him going through there, like Sonic just straight up like starts talking about you know you can borrow my plane the tornado <laughs> the just one, one of those we've many always things had. to us to, to us Brit, like uh western fans is like sorry what your plane it's got a name <laughs> yeah <laughs> the stuff that we just there's so much stuff that's in those um japanese manuals that we had no idea about but we discussed that more last time we talked about mm-hmm. this game so yeah and in the uh the ova too was also we would hear the tornado that's yeah like the ova was the first step in kind of consolidating the eastern and western interpretations of sonic and but i think adventure was the one that did the bulk of the heavy lifting there mm-hmm. yeah people people talk about this the, the also the scene after that where it's like you know whatever you say dr eggman but yeah right before that is like oh nope it's the tornado and it always has been wink <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the uh, the winged victory, eh, Archie? Oh my goodness, I've forgotten about that. I also mm-hmm. forgot about wow. that. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm going to forget about it again in about yeah. five minutes. <laughs> yep, yep. And they forgot about it too as soon as they did the adventure adaption and went, ah, well, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just take the briefest of moments while we're talking about the story here uh, to uh, discuss the fact that is Sonic staying at this hotel or is he just loitering because i feel when you talk to the attendant he's just like oh anyway i can help you sonic uh because i can't imagine sonic checking into a hotel it it just does not it does not jive with my brain but uh hmm 
Maybe he saved them from a robot attack, and so he has, like, a standing... Uh... That's what I was thinking. This is what <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, is that there are some some of the, the human residents around talk about, like, oh my goodness, it's Sonic. I think he's enjoying, like, a perk of being a superhero, and it's just like, uh, hey, uh, I'm going to go hang out by the pool, okay, dude? Oh, of course, Mr. Sonic. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to think that. Um, you know, he could probably pop into the, the happy burger and get one on the house if he really wanted. <laughs> he has that, that golden for life McDonald's card that he can just <laughs> use whenever <Yeah>. he wants. <laughs> <laughs> he, he brought back the man standing outside of the restaurant once after it was stolen and they've yeah. given him free burgers for life. <laughs> <laughs> but not before he used that man to get a secret egg. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to glitch into areas he's not supposed to be in. <laughs> but we can't really start talking about Burger Man right now because he's the secret main character of the game. And <laughs> yes. the At least as yeah. far as the internet's concerned. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, Sonic does follow Tails back to his workshop. And yes, this is where we get not only the first Eggman boss fight, but also explaining, like, what's up with this crazy water monster? We also get a fun little thing right before the boss fight actually starts where Sonic calls him Eggman and he in Robotnik tries to call himself Robotnik to try to, to get it stick. As we all know, that never sticks. Eggman is what he goes by. And, you know, referencing back to Sonic Frontiers, there's a log where uh, where Eggman says that he tried to push back at it at first, but then he just took it and embraced it. And uh-huh. <laughs> now that we have that in mind, it's cool to kind of see the beginning of that here in Sonic Adventure. Mm-hmm. specifically in the western release because <laughs> corporate rebranding <laughs> yes <laughs> well it i think it, it that is one of those if you want to talk about like retcons or or you know like the loose continuity i i would argue that because in the very next game you know adventure 2 and i think we you know we talked about this before that <laughs> eggman's family tree is revealed to be that robotnik is their surname and so you have professor Gerald Robotnik and his granddaughter Maria Robotnik. But, you, you know, you can take that like maybe Eggman's uh, real uh, first name is just lost to time now. <laughs> well, maybe he doesn't use it anymore because of the association with uh, with uh, Gerald Robotnik. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. He's done some stuff, at least as, so, you know, the... World-destroying weapons of mass destruction and government conspiracies and <laughs> hey, look, man, I was like a little kid when that happened so call me Eggman <laughs> I don't want I don't want my name associated with that anyway time to blow up half of the moon yes <laughs> that's why I'll be altering all the blueprints on my theme park to be Eggman land now I'm going to flood the city and then 10 years later I'm going to break earth <laughs> yeah but this Completely. is where Eggman doesn't Eggman as he's uh giving um chaos the emerald he has uh swipes from uh poor tails uh references the stone tablets that he found um oh, which yes. I, I don't it's just as the stone tablets predicted <laughs> Which is funny because I, you know, I don't think we ever see or hear any backstory on those, but the only time they've ever showed up is in the credits for the 26th episode of Sonic X is (laughs) the little stinger of Eggman holding up this little stone tablet. And if you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Like the first time I saw that, I'm like, oh, I know what that is. 
Yeah, it's that one thing that we said in a throwaway line at one point of the game that's never referenced again. <laughs> <laughs> I get, you know, we still don't know all of the details, especially since, uh, you know, Sonic Chronicles isn't canon. But maybe, you know, mm-hmm. the stone tablet was a like a a, a deathbed uh, record by some poor echidna. It's like, oh, people need to know the <laughs> the horrible mistake we made with this water monster and whatnot. Or maybe it was uh sorry, it's gonna be so stupid. <laughs> maybe it was an actual an actual electronic tablet that you found that belonged to Agent Stone from the Sonic movies. <laughs> Just as the stone tablet predicted. It's, oh. got one, it's got like one word document on there and it's just like yo you should check out chaos it's just the notes app scribbled down i love it what was up with that all oh, garden guy <laughs> he executed maria <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have a, a time when that movie comes out. Oh, oh we're going to have such a time. Oh. Yep. Avatar 3, get the hell out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, to to jump forward, we we get some nice hangout times with Sonic and Tails. Tails talks about, um, oh yeah, you know the thing he wanted to show Sonic. Um, okay, actually, not to delay our synopsis here, but is the thing Tails wanted to show Sonic the key to um, Windy Valley? I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Because, um, you know, that's how that cutscene ends is like, uh, you know, come to my workshop. There's something I want to show you. Yeah, I can't think of what else it would be. Yeah. (laughs) Unless unless it was. No, no, that wouldn't work. Yeah, no, it's got to be the uh, key to Windy Valley. Or did they know what he was going to say? Or are they just making this up as they go along? Because some of the links between stages are pretty tenuous in this game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But anyway, to to <laughs> to jump forward, Sonic and Tails have some nice adventures through some action stages here. Your Windy Valley. They hop back to Station Square and visit Casinoopolis. Wow, you said it like to Amy and Sonic I know. Heroes. I just said that wrong, like Amy does. <laughs> Casinopolis. Um, yeah, that, that place that Batman was looking for the Joker. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, well, something for you to you you our listeners look to it look up. up. And more than likely uh, ended up running through the sewer of the casino instead. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just so much faster. Lose their emeralds again. <laughs> yeah, they only, they only lose the one emerald they just found. They still have yeah. the other one they got from around. Yeah, yeah. Sonic specifically says, the other one's safe. Eggman just knocked them out with uh, with sleepy gas. With the, yep. He gives them the EP disease and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's a moment. Sonic being like Eggman. <laughs> yeah, jeez, oh, a little weird. It's also weird when other characters. I think it might be. Uh, is it Big and Knuckles can actually find them just conked out on the ground? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with these guys? They do some snowboarding and ice cap. Um, where 
uh, Cream the Rabbit definitely does not drop the key for you. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is where our the original triple threat meets up, where Knuckles starts demanding emeralds from Sonic, and nobody stops to clarify what he means. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, uh, it's great for them to go right back to well to Knuckles' characterization from Sonic 3, essentially. Yeah, Knuckles has always been punch first, ask questions later. Yeah, uh, it's a funny scene that ha- that is sort of like the predecessor of all the terrible, terrible Knuckles scenes that we'll see in future games. Yes, I was going to say, it, it fits here because he's not so uh, angry and rage-filled about it. Um, and it also like after, you know, after the, the, the jig is up and realizes he, he did done goofed, like he's, he's embarrassed about it. (laughs) He's not just, you know, screaming or saying what I don't get it. Or, you know, (laughs) Knuckles isn't stupid yet is what we're saying. (laughs) Their friendship is still tenuous. I think Sonic and Knuckles, like, yeah, they, they teamed up at the end of Sonic 3 and Knuckles. But maybe this is part of him that's like, well, I, I, I feel like he's someone who probably steals emeralds. He did turn super when I first met him. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's still early on enough that they're kind of figuring their stuff out. I know, especially if you think like, uh, you know, it, it's it's hard to, and, and Sega also doesn't seem to be committed to like establishing any kind of passage of time but yeah like think about like how how far off from like sonic 3 and knuckles does does adventure take place i don't know but this game does feel like a follow-up to sonic 3 and knuckles in a lot of ways um like not to get too deep into it but there are a lot i feel like there are lots of little things that remind me of the 2d games in this that we just don't see as much in some of the in like like immediate games after this like sonic adventure 2 even down to, like, Tails following Sonic around in stages, you know? This almost feels like, weirdly, like, the new step in Sonic's uh, gaming style is, like, the last hurrah of the uh, 2D series, in a way. Yeah, I even I even remember, like, uh, uh, going back over some stages, like, seeing, seeing some more parallels that um, uh, maybe I never saw before. Like, of course, the obvious one is, like, Ice Cap. But even, like, um, Red Mountain being very, like, uh, reminiscent of Lava Reef. And even um, Windy Valley having some, like, uh, the the third part of Windy Valley sure does kind of feel like how lots of, um, especially, like, modern 3D interpretations of Sky Sanctuary. Like, lots of floating platforms amongst the beautiful blue sky and some big, big corkscrews and whatnot. And it is interesting because, like, if you go back to look at like some of the, the we're going into deep lore folks, but if you look at like the translations of like the Sonic three manual, there's some stuff in there that you can kind of see where they extrapolated on that to build kind of some of the newer mythology around like angel Island. Like I'm pulling up the translation now. Uh, when he picked it up, Sonic remembered an old legend about an Island a long time ago, when the island was still part of the continent, there lived a people with a superior civilization. That civilization had built a peaceful and prosperous society with the energy of a certain power stone. One day, however, a group of elders who wanted to make the energy of the power stone their own accidentally let the energy run wild. In an instant, civilization was destroyed and disappeared from history. 
It is said that after this event, the gods descended from the sky and restored a part of the civilization as an island and released it in the power stone into the sky. Wow, yeah. So you can definitely see where that that was the quote-unquote original legend. You can see how they built on that to be like, okay, here's the actual truth of the events. Wow. I didn't know this was connected to the Power Stone series. That's quite something. <laughs> yeah. I've got a copy of that I can play on my Dreamcast. I should probably see if the connection's to Sonic in it. <laughs> look, look, man, that's, it's been way too long since that PSP collection. We need another one of those, but I digress. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since I've I've looked that up and forgot that that is that is pretty, you know, it's one of those like, you know, that how could they have known? And but also just cool that they wouldn't just like throw necessarily throw all that out when it came to to writing a scenario for sonic adventure well just like a lot of stuff with the old 2d game manuals would have been nice if the west got to know a little bit of that and put that in our ones <laughs> yeah it's it, it is interesting it is so especially from uh it, you know doing our our own memories and like uh, the doing all of the research on like the sonic bible and it i go back to like the phrase like i feel like that i don't know i guess we will just never know like would would sonic have been as big a thing if they had had synergy with like all of the the various segas and tried to present him like you know the the japanese lore in the advertisement i don't know like what was like the the advertising and in multimedia blitz in the west like what sonic needed to be established as like a global icon and then by the time adventure rolled around like it was time to to start integrating like you know everything together i don't know like i i i i don't really have strong feelings on that i'm like i'm glad that it led to like what we have now i guess i agree i just uh it would have made for less inconsistencies though for for stuff like this so <laughs> that the archie comic doesn't have to be like Oh no, none of this links up with all of this stuff that we've written. Would have would have had less arguments on old forums. <laughs> Everyone's favorite boss fight, Chaos 4. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. then um so where a pond just manifests out of nowhere, which is cool. Uh, yeah. I I guess he just filled up the uh, you know, the 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 basin of the waterfall and the mystic ruins where you get that that chow egg that's how jackie interpreted it while we were playing it um i guess he just splooshed out a load of water that's the best wording i can <laughs> that's use that's the right technical now. term <laughs> yes that, that is the technical term uh, not not to dig into unofficial sources but the seminal classic big's big world interpreted <laughs> as the pond being the uh waterfall above that area ah yep that that, that, yeah, makes, that sense. makes sense too because it, it sure it, all of a sudden you're you're enclosed by a whole bunch of vegetation on that that boss arena yeah but um after that uh sonic and tails hop in the old tornado give chase get blasted by the egg carrier get separated oh, that's the thing, by the way the egg carrier oh yeah the uh -huh. big old giant ship uh it's like the wing fortress or flying battery but bigger and cooler yep, yep. it's got nice deck paneling secret swimming pool <laughs> secret swimming pool is very important yes, yes. Uh, i love the egg carrier we'll probably get into that more later but yeah silly silly ship so, sonic and tails <laughs> get separated sonic bumps into amy his old 
friend question mark (laughs) (laughs) and amy's immediately like protect this bird i i don't even know i'm following you anyway Um, i guess this is happening now it's what you're good for hedgehog (laughs) comparing the relationship between sonic and amy between this and frontiers is stark (laughs) yes (laughs) they've had time to become actual friends i think in the over the course of the years because uh what's going on here is sonic just like why you again no please and her just (laughs) having no personal boundaries (laughs) (laughs) yeah not not as intense as in adventure 2 um, but it, you know, the beginnings of it and again, and you know, again, to, to cuts the, the, the writing and, and performances and adventures, some slack again, not as bad as like, a, you know, they decide to make it in heroes, Sonic X, etc. But you know, it's there. She, she's more, she's more bossy than anything in this. Sonic and Amy uh, run through Twinkle Park and... The severe amount of ocean violations. I was literally (laughs) about to say that. That was one of the talking points when I was playing with some other folks is that, oh God, Osha would have a field day with this. This theme park (laughs) is not safe for anyone. (laughs) You jump from from a bumper car track down a hole, land in a roller coaster that immediately takes off and then stops you like on a dime. There's going to be some broken necks. Your your bones are crushed and forced into this bowling ball launcher. Oh yeah, <laughs> this park is only can possibly be used by Sonic the Hedgehog. One of the perks of being a hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. I I saw a, I I don't have the source unfortunately. Saw a funny tweet that was like tweet like Sonic is real, and it was a somebody. It was a screenshot of the highway from a. Uh, uh, Sonic Adventure 2. It's like, yep, another giant hole in the highway. Your tax dollars at work, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to drive to work and there's another well, great. But we kind of steamrolled over Zero while we were talking about Twinkle Park. I'm sorry. He shows up and snatches poor Amy. He, he, You know, he does have a pretty cool theme song. Just, uh, what? how do we describe Zero? Just a big chunky robot with he's big a big hands. chunky boy but he's also technically the predecessor to gamma and beta and everybody else because he is e100 alpha canonically oh interesting yeah i i guess i assume that because i mean he's also zero as in like you know the the the, the first the prototype yeah um and he does kind of, you know, he's got he's got the E series eyeballs, but uh, I always thought he looked like he was wearing a big old hat. Does look a little bit like a hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't have a voice, but all he has is. Chases them through Red Mountain, and then oh, good golly gosh, back to the egg carrier on Tails' new plane because the last one got blown up. Unfortunately, not by a sky dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what could have been? What could have been? It is interesting that, you know, we got the Tornado 2 with this one, and it was the plane for a fair while. And then at some point, they just kind of went back to the classic Red Tornado. So after the second Sky Chase, after we get on the carrier, uh, we get to have. Uh, a little bit more action scenes and we get to have a kind of sub boss fight with, uh, with gamma. Um, and we get to have that moment where Amy thrusts herself in front of the battle to stop them from killing each other, uh, depending on which story you play. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
this is the scene which you see in the demo uh, apparently yes. just like later on in sonic story that's the that's what they just decide to show you as a, to get you interested in the game yeah because yeah if you leave if you leave the title screen going for long enough this is one of those scenes that that starts up the the ending of a boss fight <laughs> um but after that uh the there's some power things going on with the ship that's that's from knuckles playing like messing around with the ship right uh uh I think it's a combination of everybody going through the sky deck and genuinely just blowing stuff up. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, havoc. yeah, because in one of Sonic's actions, yeah. yes, in Sonic and Tails's version, like entire parts of the egg carrier start dropping off. So, <laughs> right, yeah. everybody could. It was it was a team effort. Everybody's blowing some <laughs> shit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody f- things up in their own way, <laughs> and I'm proud of them. And you also can't discount that Eggman himself may have cut a few corners when it came to the stability of this flying fortress. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure his own cannons helped blow up part of his ship. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yes, after after just all the explosions and destructions that have happened with several characters and Eggman's also at fault here. <laughs> um we're having some power issues uh, where Sonic orders everybody else to get off the ship as fast as they can. And he goes to have what he thinks is his final confrontation with both Eggman and Chaos 6. Since we're talking about Chaos in a following number, has anybody ever, besides me, ever really wanted to see like what each stage of Chaos would look like? Because we, we get to see a few, but we don't get to see all of them throughout this, yeah, uh, the game. I, I remember I as a kid being... three and five being... are the only ones that we didn't get to see. Yeah, because we we do see one, but we don't get to fight it. Which I remember as a kid being like, "Oh, I wanted to, th- I wanted to see what he could do with yeah. that one big arm." <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should get like imperfect chaos and semi-perfect chaos and Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Completely original concept. <laughs> yeah, this this final, sorry. Not final, but seemingly final confrontation on the sky deck with Chaos Six. There's some fun interconnecting points here as well because Sonic fights him, and Sonic thinks he defeats him, and then gets off of the gets off of the carrier. Knuckles has a follow up fight with him, and that actually is what does him in. But with Big the Cat. If you're playing his story, he actually gets the first swipe at Chaos by having one more fishing game to get Froggy yeah. outside of him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the most high stakes fishing imaginable. I know, yeah. And potentially the fastest boss fight ever. I think the fastest I've ever been able to finish that fight is six seconds. Dude, oh, wow. yes. Definitely under 10 seconds. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a- Isn't it funny how, like, everyone caught, like, everyone gathers on the egg carrier at the same time <laughs> just to root, and they just, in their own individual way, have ruined everything for Eggman uh, <laughs> to the point that the whole ship crashes. Um, I just think that's great timing. Yeah. Even Big has a hand in ruining things because in his in his stage on the on the egg carrier, there's an aquarium part where he breaks the glass and makes all the water flow out. So yeah, <laughs> even Big <laughs> the catch is breaking stuff. <laughs> and this is not a concentrated like effort. This is not like a mission carried out to destroy the egg carrier. This isn't the freedom fighters working together. Okay, you attack this segment, <laughs> we attack this sector. Go 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 go. No, this is just everyone doing their own stories, and they bring down this giant ship of destruction. This it's is pretty great. <laughs> this is letting a bunch of kindergartners go loose in a glass shop <laughs> yeah. you, i mean you could even argue that like this is where the seed of doubt is planted in gamma's programming as well <laughs> <laughs> 
that he indirectly would then go on to destroy Eggman's resources. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sonic just throws himself off. But he's okay. Well, actually, Sonic, does he take the tornado too? No, 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 he, no, he just jumps. Oh, yeah, no, no, Big, no, takes, Big, Big takes the tornado yeah, Big too. takes the tornado too. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Big's a pilot. Hey, he figured it out. Yeah. He, he, hit, he hit some buttons. You know what? Tails is a genius, but he's still a little kid, so he probably made things a little bit easier to... Like, hey, this is the start button. Here's a here's a joystick. There we go. <laughs> and he and he did forget that there was no landing gear in that second mode, so Oh yeah. <laughs> but then somehow all the wings are still intact even though they're clipping through the floor. <laughs> it, it's, it's it's fine. okay. It's Sonic's mod- Sonic is part of the model, so he wasn't gonna get flown clear. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so so after that big fight, uh everybody splits uh apart and goes in separate directions. Tails ends up back in station square for his final bout whereas sonic ends up in the mystic ruins for his final bout sonic takes a quick detours uh the mysterious light that's been popping up and giving you hints in the stages leads him into god the ruins in the center of uh uh you know the deep mystic ruins jungle and here's where we get you know sonic ends up seeing the the huge mural warning of of the k of the uh destruction of perfect chaos and you know, Sonic's not exactly uh, uh, a stranger to prophetic murals. You know, there was yeah. that one on, <laughs> in, in the the hidden the the hidden palace zone, and uh, you know, w- wonder what Sonic thought of that at the time. Um, but yes, this is you know, if if you're you're sticking with Sonic, this is your first f- uh, flashback with Tikal, and and oh boy, what a what a revelation. <laughs> I remember uh, uh, as a kid just being like, oh my gosh, what is what is going on? And then, of course, after that stint, yes, it, Sonic goes to confront Eggman and his his offsite base deep in the jungle. His secret hidden base within the jungle with like spotlights. Spotlights. And yeah. And, uh, you know, I think his his face plastered around the giant, uh, uh, you know, it looks like a whole like monorail subway that leads to, you know, leads to the thing. Uh, interestingly named the final egg, I suppose, after you've had a death egg. Where do you go from there? Uh, this one's the final egg, I suppose. <laughs> it's, the, it's the last one in the carton. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I still I still think that that Egg Viper boss fight is like is a pretty cool man. It's pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. Especially at the very end. It is. Can I embarrass myself and say that the last uh effort um hit from Eggman got me um replaying it because I forgot that uh, I don't think he can actually hit the the extreme ends of the the platforms, uh, so it's best to stay on those. Um, but I tried to move to one of the other ones, and he just hit me, so it got me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that he couldn't hit the far edges. I I remember. I think my first playthrough a long time ago. I think I died to that part like two or three times. <laughs> mm, yep, Tikal's warning was in vain. Sorry. Yeah. Dead lady. <laughs> at that time we all got a load of this <laughs> i did see if i could get through there <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts of the battle is him just like taunting sonic like ah see if you can get through here sonic <laughs> expose the little cockpit so you can attack me directly but you can't can you oh shit, he attacked me <laughs> <laughs> 
it's no use. Give up. Oh, yeah. I guess it's been uh, maybe no. a long time since I had uh, played that with the Japanese voices. But when Eggman is charging towards you with the laser head on um, in Japanese, he straight up just goes like, ora, 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 ora. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I do love some of the times where Eggman's taunts cut themselves out, like they loop over each other. <laughs> yeah. Like like in uh, like in Tails' final fight, where when you get like later on into it, and he's starting to do like stomps with all th- like three out of four legs, he goes, "Get a load of, get a load of, get a load of." This. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, you, you work with what you got. <laughs> Tails is like super into the fight, but he's also in suspense. Like oh, a load of what? He said it twice already. <laughs> so we've we've pretty much like summarized Sonic's story and you know, we wanted to get through some more of the story and talk about a few more connecting points and also some of the highlights of each character's story. So I think naturally we can talk about Tails and his story and some of the fun connecting parts uh to that. Tails' story is Sonic's. Yeah, but basically. With Tails. <laughs> so stages more or less are. Yeah. Just uh with Sonic like patronizing him of saying no come on tails you can catch up hey 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 hey, hey. You made it wow <laughs> <laughs> yep yep yeah the, the that is the interesting thing about because all of the stories are basically just following one narrative it's like yeah you get a real like brashaman version of everything where you know when playing his tails like tails does all the boss fights so it sure does yeah. look like <laughs> He's doing the lion share of the work. Even the 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 gamma confrontation on the egg carrier, where it, then it's Amy throwing herself between tails and, and <laughs> you know and gamma begging tails not to execute this robot. He's a, he's, this, he's a good guy. This is the sort of thing that would happen in STC, where tails is telling his version of what happened. Yes, <laughs> yep. that adventure. I remembered like coming up with that logic as a kid too, like. Well, this isn't what really happened because Sonic's the hero, but this is this is <laughs> Tails thinking he's he's doing all the work. <laughs> but the you know Tails' whole arc is is because when when he and Sonic get separated at the uh, the first Sky Chase, um, you know he he kind of has a flashback to what now is like the you know we were talking about the old Japanese manuals, but like the when he first met Sonic, where he was a very downtrodden you know picked on kid because of his tails and saw sonic and like that's that's who i gotta be (laughs) i gotta follow i gotta be friends with this dude but then he realizes uh i I think that is also when he realizes that you know he and sonic are always going to be friends but he's not always going to be there to you know to to bail tails out he he's got to come up with his own own ways to to uh contribute to saving the world which is when he he's got to go get a chaos emerald to finish his uh his uh emerald powered engine prototype after the egg carrier he sees eggman <laughs> eggman makes the um very uh harsh decision to just blow up station square with a <laughs> giant rocket so that ends up being his final confrontation and and like we mentioned the uh, the big spider mech boss fight against yep. eggman and it makes sense, sorry, for Eggman to go for full scorched earth when everything else screws up. Like a bunch of furries came onto his ship and ruined it. This is this, this, this glorious, magnificent creation, the egg carrier. 
that he's so proud of. And it was taken down in like five minutes. It is fun, though, seeing a location that you had already been to as a hub world segment turned into a boss arena. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like we did talk about like, oh, and this is where Eggman gets scary. But he is just being the petulant child that we know that like, yeah. well, forget it. I'm just going to blow everything up. <laughs> build Eggman land right here. You didn't win. You didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> no, John's Eggman. <laughs> and even when the rocket like fires and lands and it doesn't explode, you know, Eggman's obviously very frustrated and annoyed by it but like by the sound of the voice he still kind of takes it well by going oh it was a dud <laughs> yes a, a real again going back to the egg carrier like yeah dude that thing sure did fall out of the sky pretty quick like <laughs> do you, eggman does not have a a uh any quality testing departments it's it's all just him <laughs> or you know but i programmed it of course it works <laughs> i drew it i built it it's good uh, I gotta say, Tails does have one um, stage of his own that's actually pretty fun. The uh, the the sandboarding, not snowboarding, but sandboarding stage. Yeah, sand hill. Yeah. Although you can cheat and get to that stage in Sonic's Adventure Mode if you like manage to land a spin like a spin dash jump just right. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about that back in the day. I never knew about that. So, like, could Sonic actually do that level as well? Yeah, like if you if you huh. can like. It's tricky, but if you can do a spin dash and jump off of, like, the ramp leading into that little uh, cave area, then you can manage to get yourself up to, like, the little alcove where the switch is to drain the sand and open up sand hill. Plus, you can, you know, just do it in the trial mode if you want to, you know, take the easy way out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Which is which? I would imagine that's why it it, it works much better than like I think as Amy as well. You can also uh, find ways to clip into uh, Casinopolis and um, Emerald Coast, and it works for the most part. But I don't think it's completable. Whereas it, because it's a mini game, um, yeah, it's, it's a mini game, and Sonic already has a snow a uh, boarding segment, so it's like yeah, yeah why not? So I I do really like that the the crux of I mean Tails. <laughs> You know, again, going a little easy on the writing because Amy does the same thing. Tails does basically look at the camera and say, you know, like, and and I did it all on my own. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I'm more independent and self-confident now. And for the most part, he he carries that forward. Um, I think this was a good transition of. The 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 boy genius aspect of Tails was always there in in a lot of the the Japanese stuff. Like he he is shown like to be a tinkerer, to be working on, uh, you know, uh, vehicles and planes and whatnot. Um, but this is you know this is moving more away from like the little brother we knew to like the the he Tails has got his own thing now. Like he he's contributing to Sonic's adventures with his 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 wizardry and unique talents i think that follows straight into sonic adventure 2 where he does a lot of his own stuff too yeah yeah Yeah. like he i mean he makes the the fake chaos emerald that saves sonic's life apparently um or at least you know contributes to that i that you know well maybe i can't even get into that like (laughs) the the the, how chaos control works with a fake emerald that's you know that's i don't have the documents in front it has the same wavelength and properties yeah uh uh-huh 
but it can also uh, reverse the polarity and explode or something. But, uh, uh, you know, Knuckles' story is also very interesting to where, okay, here we are establishing Knuckles. Like, what does it mean that Knuckles is the guardian of the the Angel Island? And we, we got a couple of short monologues from Knuckles himself to explain what he knows about it. And we establish a new location that becomes a recurring one in Sonic here, in the Emerald Shrine, where the Master Emerald is now held out in the open where anyone can get it. Yeah, as long as they cross that scary wooden bridge, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's uh, no Hidden Palace, that's for sure, but I guess Hidden Palace was broken into, so he's like, well, put it outside anyway, why not? Yeah, it is interesting. Um, I remember being a little confused uh, when I first saw this, that, uh, you know, you get the nice cool pre-rendered cutscene of angel island falling into mystic ruins and remember being thinking like well is the little part that knuckles on is that angel island it's like no of course it's it's the entire thing that has red mountain and ice cap on it it's it's angel island from sonic 3 and knuckles I remember thinking, like, at first, I was like, wait a minute, this is an island on... Is this supposed to be Angel Island now? No, Sonic 3 was on a big thing! Why have you changed it? (laughs) But no, I was mistaken, it's just its own little mini-island, I guess. I know. Gosh, that would be so sad if Knuckles... Well, this is it! Um, Guess I gotta go get something to eat eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, for years, I thought that tiny little outcropping with the... uh, emerald was angel island until i realized oh no wait it's basically this entire like rock wall that has crashed into the side of mystic ruins coincidentally yeah. fell into mystic ruins which happens to be connected to echidna culture through a tunnel mm-hmm. no less a tunnel with like sliding yeah. doors <laughs> yeah that's fine <laughs> Yep. Although, you know, if you do now, especially because the cutscene focuses on it in the, uh, you know, the the supersonic storyline, but where if you look the kind of it almost looks like a landing area, the the area Knuckles is sitting on, it is just the the Emerald Shrine that like you you see to call at. It's just the ruins have have gone, uh, you know, it has fallen away and it is now like suspended there. And um you know the fact that mystic ruins is where it broke off of is is interesting um you know like looking at the flashbacks like the lost temple and then you go through that tunnel and oh here's the shrine and like you can literally see where like what pieces broke off to form angel island because i don't think angel island has been floating in the same place this whole time and it just fell down to its natural location otherwise that would have happened in like sonic 3 yeah um i think this is just a case of story demanded it <laughs> yeah I, I you could probably argue i mean maybe like chaos being reawakened like you know maybe steered it towards its original location well, as we all know <laughs> you can steer angel island there are controls deep underground oh yeah and and defense systems exactly <laughs> that's uh for we'll use sonic the comic fans out there the ma- coolest adaption of sonic 3 and knuckles ever <laughs> Literally having Angel Island be what takes out the Death Egg is the coolest shit. <laughs> I love that that addition to the story. Yes, I need to read it's, that. It's <laughs> n- yeah, yes, it's great. <laughs> and if you were going to read like one STC story arc out of context, like that is absolutely yeah. like go for it. 
like dip dip your toes <laughs> it's it's quite somber how he is basically like yep this is basically what i've been doing my whole life and i don't think i understand why um and over the course of of restoring the the master emerald because oh yeah i guess we kind of glossed over the fact that <laughs> forgetting this is the emerald gets shattered because that's where chaos came from <laughs> and also to is here Yes, yes. If you look closely, little glowing balls that sort of like give you hints as to what to do next. Yes, which I like that they tied that into the story. By the way, yeah, yeah, they they wouldn't do that later on. (laughs) (laughs) I know what, and you can you can extrapolate that maybe you know she's been observing the world from her her self imposed exile in the Master Emerald, and so yeah, maybe she would know uh, (laughs) the hint things. Yeah, she, maybe she would know like things like you should try going to the casino. Maybe something will happen there, you know. Yeah, or especially, hey, I would say pretty, pretty story relevant when Knuckles is hunting for emeralds and she's like, "This way, please, you gotta hurry up." <laughs> <laughs> knuckles he uh, f- is looking for his emerald shards and this is where he encounters Eggman and and sees the power of chaos and then even though you know his pet monster just attacked him when Eggman tells him like oh no you know sonic's got all those master emerald pieces for sure yeah that guy ooh, he's no good knuckles remember <laughs> it's like yeah i guess i do remember <laughs> It's been a while. He's been on his own for some time. This is his first social contact in a while. He's like, well, Precisely. you screwed me over before, but I'm really lonely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that's an important part of, of Knuckles, is that he's 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 not stupid, but he is very isolated and... You know, I would say Knuckles also doesn't own a phone, so... <laughs> He's not dumb, but he does not take the time to think things through. When it comes to social interaction, he he has his own moment flat, uh, you know, he, a, a vision shown to him by Tikal that, I, if I remember correctly, is also like part of the aftermath of the, uh, you know, her tribe's attack. He's the only character who gets to see two different visions. One from... Oh, yeah. One of just like basically a kind of society and then one after the Troubles <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> I do love Knuckles going around being able to talk to all the little uh the pink echidna warriors who are just hopped up on testosterone and <laughs> Oh yes. <laughs> so, so Same. Great. It's just I mean, they almost sound like one of those horrible uh uh, Greek statue Twitter accounts just regurgitating uh, like surface level f- uh, philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> they think, well, what is, oh, I just saw one of them says like, well, nothing can last forever, but the Echidna Society will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate your optimism. We're all just in the wind. I like fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the like, hey, you know, nothing in life is permanent, but I'm built different. <laughs> I'm built different. Uh, <laughs> oh, that just, sorry, that just makes me think of <laughs> the fall of Reach as read by Brian David Gilbert. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Reach was one of the few places that John considered safe from the covenant. His home would not fall. Uh oh, John. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Knuckles is one of those where, again, like he, (laughs) 
uh, I guess he he does he does learn some things where he 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 comes to terms with the fact that he it might take him the rest of his life to figure out like what happened to his his people and and what is the purpose of him continuing to protect the uh, the island and these emeralds. Yeah, yeah. It it ends on a nice somber note. Meanwhile, we finally get Amy treated as a character for the first time, which is weird to think about. We, on other episodes, we've talked about how quirky writing and delivery aside, like, Amy's arc and adventure is pretty strong. Like, you know, she gets kidnapped a couple of times, um, but, we, you know, we we get the cool, quote-unquote, flashback to Sonic CD, where she's she's pining for Sonic. Yeah. But, you know, it does end, you know, she meets the, she meets the birdie, she meets Gamma, she, you know, she has a conflict with them, she, she again plants the seed of doubt in Gamma's programming by asking him like why are you so mean because Eggman told you to and yeah ends it on a really good note of uh, back then it felt a little more fresh than um uh, it, y- you know like we joke about like girl boss and whatever but the fact that she was making the conscious decision to be her own person and to be more independent um of of just you know waiting for sonic to 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 come rescue her when when things happen and then uh, yeah we've we've gone over it i feel like is then she just spent the next 15 years being a crazy Sonic fangirl and yeah. being well, kind of irritating. <laughs> good thing we finally got back to that in Sonic f***ing Frontier. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So long. So long. Um, but yes, there, there was some groundwork laid before, but Sonic Frontiers is the one, you know, the, the game that said like, hey, what if, what if we gave Amy literally anything else (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad it is nice to literally see that start in this game and yes be be finally finally something more in in frontiers i'm glad because i i i want to like amy so much more it's just the 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 games make it hard sometimes but uh, not this one. This one's pretty good. Amy's Amy's got a pretty cute story. The it is so dramatic when she goes back to the egg carrier and the birdie is reunited, and then oh my god, Zero just punches the shit out of that bird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like it's abrupt. Yeah, that's like the most jaw dropping moment of the game. Like oh, this bird got punched. <laughs> I might give the most, you know, the most, like, violent drama to Gamma's story. But, yeah, I remember, again, playing this as a kid, it does come out of nowhere. It's a little scary, you know. You don't know any better. You think, oh, my goodness. No, not Birdie. (laughs) Because you have, like, this happy music, and then all of a sudden, punch, and the music cuts out for a second. (laughs) Clearly, Amy should have done a better job of keeping her eye on the Birdie. Hey. (laughs) Double Sunday. <laughs> wow. I know what I said. Give me the microphone. Give me the microphone. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Lanny. I'm not. Goodness. And then the real star of the show. It's it's big, everybody. Yeah. It's finally time. It's him. <laughs> well, you know, big the cat. They literally called him Big the Cat. <laughs> what? I love it. 
Mike Colson. He is who he is. <laughs> it's true. He is a big cat. <laughs> you know, like like we were saying at the top, you could argue he's only included so they could put in a very stripped down version of their eventual Sega bass fishing <laughs> game. Yeah. yeah. But I mean especially now like like we said with amy with with the decades of hindsight we have i'm glad big exists (laughs) me too (laughs) i'm glad big exists but i also do not especially care for his gameplay yeah we're not going to get into the gameplay too much until we start talking about the gameplay but i did try playing a little bit before we started and i gave up pretty fast because it's, <laughs> it's pretty rough like it's it's not the worst thing in the world but they sure made it a lot easier on frontiers and i'm happy for it <laughs> yes i you know i would argue i big's gameplay back in the day did keep me for quite a while from uh, you know finishing the game and seeing supersonic but still looking back i yeah i i don't know if i would call it bad i understand why it's frustrating I do remember thinking the last time I went to, you know, get all the emblems and do the challenges, it was a little more fun because I guess I'd, you know, you figure it out. But yeah, I would put it up there with, you know, if you've ever played the the fishing in Stardew Valley, there is also a a learning curve there. It's like, yeah, you, you just got to get the hang of it. But I get why people... Making it essential to finishing the story. <laughs> yes. Where a lot of people's... Uh problems that come from not to jump to the end but there are just straight up mods that um what it does is it swaps out uh froggy for the version of froggy in gamma's emerald coast and so big just walks up and grabs froggy (laughs) it essentially cuts out all of big's gameplay so it exists (laughs) (laughs) with if people would want that but as far as big story goes, hey man, Froggy is his best buddy in the world, and he swallows that little bit of chaos that gives him that creepy tail, and Big spends his time uh, following him to body of water from but to body of water, and yes, like we said, ends up on the egg carrier, uh, helps quote unquote Sonic fight Chaos Six, and then, yep, they. <laughs> <laughs> they steal the tornado too and crash it back in Big's pad. Um, cue his theme song, which is great. We talked about how yep. I I love the philosophy of that theme song. <laughs> yep. He does a little. He does a little dance in front of Froggy. Uh, it's very oh, great. Yes. But also, man, everyone else is having like character. Apart from Sonic, obviously, because Sonic, Sonic. Everyone else is having this like character development or storytelling, or like in the case of the next character, like a. a really surprisingly deep storyline and Big Cat's just like I lost my frog there he is I lost him again I'm going up onto this big ship I won (laughs) Big's development is that he just gets to see more of the world because he's probably been in that same place his entire life yeah you know what that's fair yeah yep which uh, you know i i think i've said it before again uh, especially with hindsight and frontiers now you might say you you audience member might say that big is a dumb guy an, an unintelligent man i again would argue he's got all his shit figured out yep we've talked about yes. it before <laughs> yep. yes his when, when the big crisis is his best friend is in trouble that's that's when big springs into action but then he, he he goes right back to to living in paradise so 
<laughs> I've heard some people are afraid of living in the same town they've always been in. I say if you're content, then just enjoy where you are. It's pretty cool here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, big. <laughs> I can lift cars. <laughs> he sure can. <laughs> he doesn't even acknowledge it. It's just like, oh, what's he doing under that car? Oh, what am I going to do? Welp. Whoop. <laughs> and then he goes out and he goes, oh, finger. <laughs> keep, keep that in the back of your mind. If you, if you ever, you know, we just, we've, we have just, they have just never tapped into the raw rage that, that Big is capable of. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he would be stoppable. <laughs> Damn, those alien bastards will pay for shooting up my frog. Great <laughs> 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 John St. John. Oh, boy. <laughs> yep, yep. Or is it John St. John? Oh, yes. And we would be remiss if we did not touch on the. Ah, it's, I would argue still incredibly poignant, even if it is a it is taking from a lot of like traditional, uh, you know, stories about like artificial intelligence and robot characters. But E one hundred two Gamma, like what a guy! I, <laughs> I it it sounds. I think we we have touched on this in, in the past. I would say a character I'm glad has stayed dead for the most part. You know, and we're not saying that in the F. <laughs> no, no, it works best of a story because he gets a wonderful, incredibly short. Like I played through, you know, Gamma story again. His stages are are fine. You know, they are the 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 proto uh, Walker and and Tail stages uh, from Adventure Two. A uh, very short. You um, uh, aside from Amy, who I think the cutscenes are longer than her stages. I think Gamma you can finish in about thirty minutes easy. Um, but just what a nice little story about yes, this this new Eggman robot that is brought to life is is told you know the first thing he's told is yep now go to the shooting range and and shoot these dummies that look like sonic and his friends because they are your enemy that is what i am telling you to do nice job now go destroy your brother yeah go fight your brother <laughs> yes yeah that too oh go fight your brother i, I think you're gonna lose oh that's gonna be really sad but do it anyway <laughs> oh wow you did it wow gonna kill your brother <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna kill the rest of your brothers when they bring me that wrong frog you dummies <laughs> this brand new range of robots that he's really proud of but they can't get the right frog so he's like nope out baby with the bathwater all right you go <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna kill you i'm just gonna i'm just gonna assign you elsewhere except except you zeta you uh i got some plans for you well how do you feel about having dreamcast strapped to your sides <laughs> yeah <laughs> And again, Eggman, honey, sweetie, you you made the robot. You're 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 really projecting your failures onto these these poor guys. But well, you know, it's like when you bang your own toe on your on some on like your own coffee table that you bought. You're like, <laughs> oh, you stupid son of a! <laughs> it's the table's fault. It's not you. Yeah. <laughs> Put that there. <laughs> Am I a bad creator? No, it's the robots who are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And um, one one in, one encounter with Amy Rose, beautiful, pure-hearted Amy Rose, and messes up his entire worldview. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, it's I I really enjoyed Gamma. Uh, I, I know we have talked about there are lots of really good videos that that talk about how uh, it, it is just a very 
this is the part in Sonic Adventure. Like we talk about Sonic Adventure 2, how I think that story works because it is crazy, but also uh, uh, serious, self-serious when it needs to be without being uh, ashamed. This is the, that part in Sonic Adventure yeah. um, where they're, they're not afraid to have some cutscenes where this robot literally says, I'm going to save my family by destroying the robots that, you know, by destroying the physical bodies that their spirits inhabit, basically. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really nice where, yeah, you get another very, uh, somber ending on the egg carrier where, yeah, you beat the final boss, but, Gamma gets blown up and you it is revealed that yes that that Gamma and um Beta the animals inside them are birdie Amy's birds uh lost siblings slash family I you know I can't remember if it was ever said anywhere if they're you know what their direct relation is maybe it was said somewhere in X but I don't want to you know commit to that yeah, but they they are they are to get they are the pictures in the locket the, that proves that they are the, at least you know related in some way. Now, who took the picture? <gasps> um, the the seal you can pick up to give to Chow. It was yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Joe Sushi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And then hey, you did all that. You you get supersonic. Like the thing, <laughs> the thing that we didn't want to happen happened. It's chaos gets all the emeralds again, and it's all because Big left Tails plane unattended. <laughs> yeah. Now was it Big's fault or was it for Knuckles for just kind of leaving him around? And <laughs> you know, you think he would have learned from Th- the there last is time. There's blame to go around. Yes, there's a blame enough for everybody. Tails could have tried to make a search mission of his own to find his plane, but I mean, if Sonic had the time to just chill at Mystic Ruins and be like, ah, yes, vacation, yes, you know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Supersonic in proper 3D for the first time. Yes. It's it's awesome. And here comes Open Your Heart and, you know, the big boss fight and, you know, the, the, the reveal of, oh, yes, that was Tikal. We, we get the whole story of, of Tikal's father, you know, the bloodthirsty warlord wanting to take the emeralds from the, the shrine where Tikal has been trying to befriend the guard. Uh, that would be known as chaos and the chow um hey those little you know artificial life forms are tie into the story as well folks so yeah it was driven driven by the rage at seeing the uh you know the chow attacked and and i mean i always assumed like some of these chow like were killed by by (laughs) these echidnas you do see a bunch of them like laid out in one of the flashbacks, so um, yeah, presumably murdered. Yep. I mean, we know Chow can die. Yep. You yep. Can, you can force <laughs> that to happen if you're that much of a monster. Just a cyber shell. Just a bunch of <laughs> just a bunch of gray cocoons forming around everybody. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, we didn't see that part. <laughs> I I've always I I really like this boss fight. It it I would be lying and saying it isn't a little tricky to get the hang of, but it's it, it is pretty cool that it is momentum based. That you gotta make it to perfect chaos, like with enough speed to bust through his gross brain. <laughs> We've seen supersonic battles before. I think Doom. Day Zone was the first one where they were just like, okay, the final battle is supersonic now. Yep. Uh, this like follows right after that, but this is like kind of the first one in like a series of really cool final battles that we would see in Sonic, I think. Well, I was just about to yep. say that this final boss also kind of mirrors uh, 
uh, Doomsday from Sonic 3 because they are both momentum-based. Um, I mean, obviously in 3D, you get more of an effect of that, but it is still like dodging obstacles, keeping or gaining speed, and then just running into the enemy. It goes back to what we said before about how Sonic Adventure is in some ways kind of the culmination of all the classic 2D Sonic games in different respects. I do still wish that they hadn't cut out the ability to use supersonic in stages, though. Well, hold on to your hats, because we'll get to that eventually. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> and so, I mean, we get a nice little, the you know, like we said, we have seen, like, where chaos came from, why Tikal is connected to chaos. She was, you know, you could say she was the first Echidna Guardian, because she begs the Master Emerald to... to you know, neutralize the Emerald's power that are that Chaos was using. Sonic says, well, I'm not going to do that again. That's that's not fair. Like, you know, he's pissed off for a reason. Don't bottle up your emotions. <laughs> we got to get him a hanky. Calm him down first. But all's well that ends well, right? I mean, we've done that joke before, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, but the whole town, the whole of Station Square is flooded. And yeah, well. I... <sighs> a little bit of dissonance there i don't know if i'm ready to be one of the ones that are saying like good god yeah everybody's just dead and like i don't know like you know people also complain about the sonic x adaption but it was at least like no like some people survived like <laughs> hey, who, we saw that sort of stuff happening i think you know, we do see the scary, you know, the 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 water popping out of the uh, the sewer in the cutscene. But then by the time it cuts to the, you know, the whole uh, road getting flooded, like there's no people there. So we'll say, hey, maybe Station Square just has really good, like you know, like citizens protection brigade like system. Like, oh, the alarm went off. Everybody knew where to go. Yeah, they, they, they've got good emergency response. <laughs> you know, one thing I've learned in recent years is that. When large groups of people start to panic, they behave in rational, rational <laughs> ways to preserve yeah. as much life as humanly possible. Yeah, well, it's a good thing the idealized world of Sonic the Hedgehog exists to set an example. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first big story in Sonic. I mean, like, we've had big stories in Sonic, but that's like the first one in the games that was so extended and with so much dialogue and story to it. And pretty good i think yeah i i still think it's it's a it's a nice story like for as big as it felt at the time now i look back and i'm like i i think they were right to not have it be too expansive it's a sonic adventure that's for sure. <laughs> i guess i guess like a, a good final thing that you can say about it is that in the years since Sonic Adventure has come out, there's been plenty of critique about how this part or that part of the story has been handled. And the, the story is not perfect in any way. And we're not, in some ways, it is actually perfect chaos. <laughs> but <laughs> at points, yes. <laughs> but I, myself personally, I am not going to give any discredit to Sonic Team and any of the writers and developers for being as ambitious as to try to make six stories that interconnect into one and then a final epilogue story that gives fans something truly remarkable of 3d supersonic that controls really well. And I like, you know, just the ambition behind it and how most of it actually does work well together. Like I'm, I'm not going to detract the game for its story. Unlike many, a YouTuber looking for clickbait. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My biggest criticism is that the, the repetition kind of weight wears on you. If you're, if you're mm-hmm. playing lots of uh, stories back to back or, you know, do something silly. Like I think I did at one time where every time you unlock a character, just switch to them and <laughs> then you're really getting a lot of repetition. Oh, yeah. But I, you know, that just kind of goes with the, the thing they were setting up. Yeah. And even with the repetition, I really do truly appreciate the fact that even in the same scenes, there's still some different li- dialogue just to change it up just a little bit. So it's not the exact same every single time. Like, like for instance, when Sonic first ne- meets Knuckles, Knuckles says something like, um, don't waste my time. Give me the emeralds right now. And then when it's Knuckles on the other side, when you're playing as him and he first meets them, he just simply says, all right, put them up. <laughs> yeah, so Knuckles sounds way cooler in his version of the story. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Strange. One thing I do like about Sonic Adventure's story is that, like, it, it, this ties into the game itself being a game, is that this is this big hub world, and it's not a particularly sophisticated hub world, but I really like that you get to walk around this place and sort of, like, um, acquaint yourself with station square and the mystic ruins and the even the egg carrier yeah there's something about that that just makes it feel like a bigger adventure because you because while everything is has to be contained down to these like uh adventure areas because of that i I don't know i just like being able to walk around the place and not other sonic games have done this but i don't know if many of them have done it very well apart from maybe one that we talked about last episode but still (laughs) Yeah, no, like, the, I feel like the uh, adventure fields in Sonic Adventure have a lot of character to them, and it's got, it's, you know, reached the point over the years where I know every inch of those places. Like, I love seeing different, you know, interpretations that attempt to stitch the whole thing together into, like, a single cohesive map for each area or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to talk about them because uh, you know the the best way to experience them is to play it. But there are like lots of uh, uh, characters in the adventure fields that have like little mini story arcs, and mm-hmm. if you like go to talk to everybody in between stages, like you kind of get in between. You know, you get that. There's um in Station Square, like off the top of my head, there's like the guy who wants to say hi to the the girl working at the uh you know the Happy Time Burger, and um there's the uh. Oh, the the little girl outside the train station who's waiting for her father who gets delayed when the the train shut down. Um, there's the guy cheating on his two girlfriends. <laughs> but uh, little there's, stuff like that. There's and Mr. Then, Know-it-all who totally looks like a tiny Griffin McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does, doesn't he? And even uh, you know, even the uh, the explorers in Mystic Ruins, like they have several little things. And depending on the character, like uh, you're playing as, like when Angel Island opens up and they'll be like oh and now we can go explore there or the guy that like miss you know is like i know what we're doing is important but i miss my family so much and <laughs> you know just i, I love stuff like that yeah. like like we said very commonplace in like you know rpgs like way before this but never in like a sonic adventure title like this <laughs> yeah and we, we briefly mentioned it earlier but i love that sometimes if you're walking through the adventure fields you can randomly come across the other sonic characters like mm. doing their thing in the story like you might run into sonic is big and he'll be like that robot i better go after amy <laughs> and then proceeds to stand there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, right. uh, Knuckles right before Sky Chase won, and he just goes, What's the matter with you? Get going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk nice to you touch. anymore. <laughs> it's just nice to finally have a little world that you, to walk around in as Sonic. 
I just like that because like we didn't have we've never had that before unless you played um Sonic's World I guess but that's just a bunch of little mini games on yeah. Sonic Jam. You just want, I just like being there in a Sonic world. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about the story of Sonic Adventure, which, you know, as we've discussed, is kind of a really big deal <laughs> for this game. Uh, and interspersed through all that, we talked about different things that the gameplay informs in the story. So now is the part of the of this podcast episode where we actually get to talk about the gameplay of Sonic Adventure. And there's a pretty good amount of really fun things happening in this game that we get to talk about both on a grander scale and like itty bitty little nitpicks here and there. Um, I I feel like I'm at the risk of repeating myself from our you know our original adventure episode. I sure do feel like the the game is not as bad as maybe people have heard or or think as far as like the controls go. Like there's just something feels right about controlling Sonic the Hedgehog in 3D, especially with that big honking Dreamcast controller. With that uh, can confirm. Just been playing it on that. Yep. <laughs> Ma- uh, magnet-based control stick. You know, ain't no drift in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that actually. So, th- there's a magnet underneath the, the the stick. I think so. Don't you know? Don't don't hold me to it. But I did. I had did see it was a discussion about how you know almost all modern controllers eventually get control stick drift because it's all oh hypersensitive. You know, digital switches and whatnot. And then the Dreamcast is over here with yeah, it's magnets, baby. They ain't never gonna wear out. <laughs> <laughs> or something cool. like that uh yeah i mean it's and, and again i do i think i say this with a lot of sonic games uh especially ones i've played um hundreds if not thousands of times that you know my my muscle memory i can never unlearn oh, yeah. that and play it for the first time again but i man i sure do like going through uh especially sonic's levels um i i, I think it's 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 easy to argue that uh you know a lot of the characters are just straight up based on like uh you know sonic's movement but just you know for for different things so sonic uh i feel like sonic is the you know the big gameplay i'd talk about but i've said before some of the platforming is a little iffy and you know this is where the light speed dash is introduced and also the fact that it can be quite a crapshoot <laughs> whether it decides to work or not yeah, um, I, I can deal with that but the, the thing that has always tripped me up in sonic adventure is the way that sonic like interacts particularly with walls and ceilings mm-hmm. and everything especially when you're trying to run and it's like you're in a tunnel where you could potentially run on the ceiling and oh i love that your momentum gets completely thrown off and you get stuck up there and slow <laughs> down and it's or you just completely fall off when you're trying to run up a wall, like in Speed Highway or something. It's it's a mess. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, like one one of the issues is is like this is the game like, like we've had it in previous games, but there's lots of like set big, big showy set pieces in these Sonic levels. Like here's a big loop that they automate you through, or here's like this other thing that you need that you shoot you shoot from one boost pad to another. This is like the early days of that. But unfortunately, a lot of there are times, even playing on the original Dreamcast hardware, where that stuff just breaks and you die. <laughs> it's nowhere near as bad as in Sonic Heroes, as we discussed before. But sometimes yeah. the really cool moments that you're like, "Wow, that was really cool," uh, you you're praying that they actually work the way they're intended. <laughs> yeah. I accidentally broke the uh, boulder chase in Lost World. Oh no! Oh yeah, that's pretty easy to do. Uh, all things considered, I. I 
I try. I knew the boulder was coming, so I tried like spin dashing to get ahead of it, and the rubber banding on the boulder threw it in front of me. As a result, oh my gosh, I, to, <laughs> I, I couldn't. I basically couldn't do anything because I couldn't see it in front of me. I couldn't see the gaps coming up. It was, it was a mess. <laughs> you know, I I will stick up for. Um, there's a moment. It's it's Windy Valley. It's the last part of Windy Valley where there you have those large, big corkscrews. And you know, I know at the end of the day that they they have the high bumpers on the side, so you can't really fly off unless you're. But the fact that it does let you control like ninety percent of those, and you know, you're you're making some really big moves, just feels really nice. But yeah. yes, I I fully acknowledge that like there there is a reason that a lot of uh, Sonic games that would come out of it, come after that would just like take control away for the sake of showing you this cool loop-de-loop or whatnot. Um, But when this stuff works, it feels great. It looks great. (laughs) So I'm really happy with those moments. Back to the corkscrews. uh, Like, man, there's just something about the feeling of Sonic going at his top speed down those metal like pathways and like mm-hmm. in like you have so much length in that path to just run and it feels so cool seeing everything whoosh by you and yes. like, like Chris said when it works it works <laughs> and that that's another thing I, I just want to reiterate like, again I think we've touched on in, in other episodes but I love Sonic's uh, running animations and animations in general in yes. this one and Ooh, I, I think I saw just the other day that someone was was working on it or not necessarily porting, but like redoing the running animations for Adventure 2 um, as like a mod because I I it feels like such a downgrade, the running animation in 2 compared to Adventure. It's like, no, you got it! His, his, his silly little, you know, his feet stretch out and sometimes there's after images. <laughs> oh, I love the animations in Adventure. They were almost going to look even more like the like originally he was going to have even more of like a after image on his feet to look like the old Sonic you know the the little circle of yeah. speed that, that Sonic's <laughs> Sonic shoes would make. It, it looks really nice, and yeah, especially um, you know you get a good look at it in Emerald Coast with the whale chase. But yeah, Windy Valley is where you just you feel like Sonic is running it's so incredibly fast. It's it's very nice. I I really like the. Uh, is this the first game where Sonic starts doing his um, Naruto run style of running? <laughs> <laughs> as we, as people would go on to call it, it's actually the Sonic run. This by is the true. Way. Um, <laughs> not- well, do, do you count the super, uh, the uh, the you know the super peel out in CD? He kind of throws his hands oh, yeah, up for that. Doesn't yeah, that would have been the first time. Instead you know what, of tucking right. tucking them in, <laughs> like he like he has been in the two D games. Well, that's just what he does now, though. He just throws his arms about. It's aerodynamic. <laughs> So speaking of Sonic's running animations, there's whenever I play the game, there's something that I always do that always just I don't know, like it it unlocks some sort of caveman brain just serotonin in my head <laughs> of when you uh, when you're taking that tunnel to go from Mystic Rune to the the Angel Island part of Mystic Rune, um, and you you go down that hall. I always try to hit it just right so that I can end up going on the ceiling. And like even yes, yeah, and I, even though he's like yeah. even though he's running like pretty fast, like he starts slow and he like he stays slow the whole time. But like you see his feet get faster and faster until like his like the funny thing is like the top of his torso is not moving at all, but his legs are like going as fast as possible. And there's just something like so basic but so cool about looking at that. 
it's yeah like you the the fact that you can do that you kind of take that 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 same thing can break and like like we said like in uh there's a couple of speed highway tunnels and final egg where oops i went on the ceiling and stopped but <laughs> yeah but you can do that and it feels really good <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like i feel like for us like so much of it is burned into our brains now because we're big old sonic nerds from olden days <laughs> And so, like, a lot of us, like, we, we get onto Emerald Coast and we're like, okay, here we go, zoom, 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 boing, 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 and everything, like, yeah, maybe it breaks every now and then, but we're like, we know how this is supposed to play. Now, recently, I did watch a person play Sonic Adventure for the first time on a stream, uh, by a friend, a friend, a VTuber friend called Boomba, who recently, whose only experience with Sonic was playing Sonic 1 and 2 on the Mega Drive a long time ago, mm. and... I've never seen someone play a Sonic game like this because he had no idea what he was supposed to do on Emerald Coast. Huh. So <laughs> he was trying to go back into the hotel and walk around. I was like, what am I supposed to do? And like, I feel like for us, it's like, oh yeah, we know exactly what we're supposed to do. But some people are going to go into this and be really overwhelmed and confused by the level. Even though it's like, for the most part, feels like a straight line. Not all of us are going to get that right away. Like with classic Sonic, you go left and you go from left to right for the most part. But once it opens out into the 3D space, it can be a little bit intimidating for people. I I, I can see that. I I guess as far as like. And and I I do. Hey, someday we're gonna do that. We're gonna get people that don't play Sonic games and do a whole episode about that. But I mean, the 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 thing, especially for adventure, is I I really would just want to make sure they are playing a version that is not more broken than it needs to be. <laughs> we we don't have to get into all of the you know the the differences between you know the Dreamcast the DX ports. But hey, we're we're at least gonna leave you with like you know where to get some of the best mods that that polish. Up that steam version <laughs> well uh, to be fair boomba was like given the was told you need to get this version. okay good, get good. The that, the that is what get i wanted with the to know models get all that stuff uh-huh. and still well, yet <laughs> they spent about like three minutes on the opening section of the emerald coast wandering out into the water i think i might have seen them drown actually <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen well, that happen before. i can understand that just because like you know the kind of game that sonic is like aside from nintendo which will always have a you know a new take on the mario mascot platformer like those kind of games i mean am i wrong in saying that like as far as the mainstream you know the triple a like you know sony is not doing like jack and daxter one again like that was literally a mario 64 like you kind of have to seek out games that are like a that Sonic Adventure to to you know to have practice with that. You know, I say that whereas like every time I I blink my eyes, someone's doing like, oh, it's tie the Tasmanian tiger uh, ported to new consoles. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> as far as like, um, yeah, Sonic Sonic is different, uh, especially Sonic Adventure. Uh, it's different if you're if you're not used to that kind of game. It does not telegraph itself uh, uh as explicitly as maybe um some other games would and you know not to get into like over tutorialization but no i get it where like yeah you wander into emerald coast and like okay now what? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty interesting yeah like sometimes i have to like look at like you know normal people uh relatively speaking people <laughs> who haven't been cursed with the hedgehog virus um <laughs> who would go into this and 
they don't know what to make of it, but it's also really interesting because it's seeing it through a new pair of eyes. I'm glad that we're also at that stage where we're we're not those fans that look at somebody who hasn't played a Sonic Adventure game and instead of we we have the understanding of like oh we we kind of get where their mind space is instead of like they're not playing it right oh yes i well they're not (laughs) (laughs) it all depends on how they do it because if someone goes in there and is like i don't understand what am i supposed to do and they're like getting angry at the game like i can understand like maybe getting a little annoyed at that but you know Everyone has a first time of a game. Yeah. Yes. I think the worst thing you could do uh, to somebody who is genuinely interested and wants to try something new, like a, a Sonic adventure they've never played, is, yeah, to be a weird, like, get defensive and not use a little tact and be like, you know, like like you already said, that that kind of fans. Like, well, you're just not doing it right, so uh, you're stupid and dumb. Steal <laughs> issue. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like, no, you got to at least, you know, you, you got to give people give people a chance. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like the game in the game like Tails plays mostly like Sonic. I, I do like how his flying is a mechanic, like especially figuring out how to skip huge sections. Yes. <laughs> you know, I remember even as a kid finding like, oh, if I go over here, uh, Tails won't fall through the world and die. And, you know, you can <laughs> skip uh, 90% of um, uh, his final speed highway section, which I think is even a mission in um, maybe DX is like, hey, finish it in this time. And like the only way to do it is yeah you gotta skip some stuff yeah it's like <laughs> tails has you know beat sonic or eggman beat the or get a hundred rings beat a faster sonic or eggman yeah 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 i think that that's even in the the original yep. um uh as far as the treasure hunting with knuckles i think maybe i prefer you know his adventure two levels i sure do prefer the radar system in this one though, yes that just it's they nice. just show up yeah. it's not hint based it's <laughs> there's some more skill to it <laughs> and you can have like two you can have two emerald shards going off at the same time and that's yes precisely i like that <laughs> maybe it's a little bit overwhelming but i'm just like oh so many treats to find <laughs> yeah it's a, one of my favorite uh recent mods in the uh pc version of adventure 2 is just a it's called better radar and basically just turns it into the adventure one radar <laughs> nice yeah that's all you need to do <laughs> yep. no I, I feel like knuckles he he feels pretty good he's fun to explore because hey like sonic 3 and uh, sonic 3 and knuckles he can just climb to places where nobody else can get and so like we were talking about is fun to just explore the hub worlds too and yeah and, you know see if there's anything out there yeah climbing and gliding from sonic and knuckles just just works so well in a 3d space like it was a great idea in the 2d games it's like an even better idea in 3d i think yeah especially with how fast knuckles climbs it doesn't take mm-hmm. forever he's just like True. almost as fast on the wall as he is on the ground <laughs> now not fast is poor amy who yeah I, I don't know if it's just <laughs> it's just part of her, you know, the programming on her, but oh, exploring the hub worlds with her and she can barely run up a a, a small incline. I'm like, oh, girl, I'm so sorry. But, <laughs> you know, she she feels pretty good in her stages. Uh, she only gets three. <laughs> I don't think it's too hard to outrun zero. I remember replaying and realizing that 
I I think you can run so far ahead of him in some sections that he won't actually like come get you. I think it was a hot shelter. Oh no, it was a final egg where you're waiting on the elevator and it's like, oh hide, uh, he's gonna he's coming to get you. And I think I had gotten so far ahead of him he never showed up. I just <laughs> stood there for the elevator. So I think the highlight of Amy's route is the Hall of Mirrors in Twinkle Park. Yeah. That's oh, something we yeah. all remember. It's it's pretty front loaded. Um I do like I, I remember running around Station Square, you can get into like a cool rhythm of running at top speed and doing her cool hammer, um, like Mario sixty four triple jump oh, and just yeah. doing that over the whole city. And it just feels nice. Um, you know, it's not really part of her gameplay. Um you can use it to jump you know, jump up to some platforms, but um that's okay. And then um, Bigs fishing and Gamma shooting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about those. Um, yeah. One's fun and one is there. <laughs> it's tumultuous. Um, yeah. I And I mean, you know, Big is also, he's a, he's a big fella, so he doesn't, doesn't have too many uh, sections where he's getting up to high speeds, but his levels aren't really built around that. Some light platforming if you're trying to get the challenges like, oh, you got to the secret area with the big fish worth lots of points, but, yeah. uh, you know. I, I do still like the upgrade system, though. Like, it, it's fun just being able to find little things to improve your character. Like for Tails, like, you know, in in the hub world right there in station square going uh into that kind of like water basin area and then into the sewage alley i guess you'll call it <laughs> and, and then um and then flying up through that hole in the ceiling and then going to that secret room that nobody else can get to not even knuckles for some reason and tails just gets you know uh, a upgrade there for i think that's the one for faster flight right yes and I also really appreciate the fact that there's even uh upgrades for characters in the past like in the 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 echidna tribe i think it's just tails but tails gets his continuous spin you know what it's pretty fun to just turn that on and then just cruise around the echidna tribe going really fast while spinning continuously (laughs) cut some grass (laughs) i think big gets the most amount of upgrades in the game mostly just because they're they're different like lures that are able to catch i guess heavier fish but uh even even for him it's kind of fun to like try to find where his different um upgrades are in the game I, I like the fact that some of them are like non-story essential and are like missable. And so like if you're exploring, um, you know, you're exploring the world after the fact, it's like you can still find some cool stuff like that for, for your for your replays. Like Knuckles is, um, what is it called? The heat something? The heat glove or the power gloves is his big old yellow ones that yeah. let him do is <laughs> not quite a light speed dash, but <laughs> yeah. kind of the You've same. Got the principle. fighting gloves, they're yellow. Don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or even um, I guess you you have to get at least one for Amy uh, because you have to beat that high score. But yeah, you you don't have to get her um, her second upgrade. Yeah, like you said, the one for Tails. Like you don't have to get that one. And um, I think Sonic's is the. Uh, I think that you do have to get the one in the past because since you can't get it later, they don't want you to go without it. Yeah, yeah. And um, Sonic's is the, uh, you know, the secret elevator in the hotel to get the ring that shortens the the light speed charge. Yeah. Thank goodness for that ring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. And, you know, Adventure 2 does that as well with like ones. I Gosh, I remember my 
the first few times I played Adventure 2, I never found the Mystic Melody for anybody. I know, yeah. Um, for a long time. Um, but yeah, that I, I really like those. It does add to it. And um, yeah, I think we talked about, you know, gamma shooting is, is obviously would be much expanded upon the whole system in Adventure 2. But it's it's nice. It's it's very it's it's a nice different thing because uh, it also introduces, you know, the the timer is counting down instead of up. So he gets his own unique mechanic there, too. And then there's just a few things within just the regular functional gameplay that I personally really enjoy kind of like the whole tunnel thing that I was talking about earlier. Um, one of the things that I noticed and that I enjoy is the fact that any character, for some reason, when they go upstairs, they get so much speed and momentum and it's <laughs> ridiculous. Like, especially like if you're in the Echidna tribe and you, or whether present or past, but it's usually better in the past, um, going up those stairs and as Sonic or Amy or even big, <laughs> you get so much speed going up the stairs and you can like make huge jumps and stuff. It's, I don't know why you get so much acceleration on them, but it makes me smile every time. <laughs> sure could do with that in real life. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool. <laughs> I remember doing just for fun, but yeah, launching Sonic into space, I think on the, um, the the stairs and the uh, mystic ruins train station like you can get a pretty good angle and like end up like above tails's workshop it's oh wow again doesn't serve any purpose but it is just some darn good fun (laughs) (laughs) there's another thing that i enjoy it's it's this is like the smallest thing (laughs) that i could ever mention but during big's um campaign when he's in station square after he's gone through the sewers and looked around and all that and he gets back to that one gift shop when he takes the elevator to get back up there and like as the scene is fading out his tail you know because he's so big it still sticks out yeah and, you, yeah, and, you, and you hear the <laughs> oof <laughs> you just hear the little oof <laughs> it's so don't good. know if it's intentional but darn it it's charming <laughs> yes <laughs> um and while we're still on the gameplay, because I feel like this is one of the best places to talk about it, I I wanted to mention a quote-unquote cheat code rumor that I heard back in the day of how you can unlock Supersonic early that I read on like CheatCodeCentral.com or whatever oh <laughs> back in the boy. day. I, I had a couple of these too. Go right ahead. So the one that I read that I literally probably tried like 10 or 15 minutes on when I was a kid was I had read that you could unlock Supersonic early by jumping over the train in Station Square because he was hiding on the other side. And if you finally made it over, then you unlock him. <laughs> and I tried so hard. A real Mew is under this truck type, yeah. type yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, I man. remember, gosh, I, I don't want to blow him up. I remember I had a kid. This was, again, I was stuck because I couldn't beat Big's campaign. But I had a, a f- acquaintance of mine when I was, you know, 10 years old, lie to my face about what playing Super Sonic was like. Because he was like, oh, yeah, I've done it. It's, uh, you know, he, he shoots like uh, fireballs out of his right hand and ice out of his other. And it's, it's really cool. You're going to love it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I can't wait until I get to that. And then he finally did it. And I was like, Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Something about those like 
friendship slash schoolyard rumors about games that like still holds up to <laughs> to these days oh you know beat uh, at least 10 fighters on cruel melee to unlock I sonic and yeah. <laughs> yes i mean is that not like especially for people our age like one of the ultimate ones you know sonic's in melee he's, he's buried in there uh, even people like I don't even think they got Sega's permission. That's why it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Kids will just say whatever they want. <laughs> yep. And in the the early days of the internet, like the, it was, of course, it was all true. Why would why would somebody lie? <laughs> even in 2023, why would somebody lie on the internet? <laughs> uh-huh. I suppose uh, we could mention that there's Chow in this game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe just a little bit important. Especially if you have the VMU card. Well, I think we'll get into Chow a bit more in like a future episode because they are our topic in and of themselves. Yeah, but... I think Chow Racing will need an episode all its own just because there is so much to it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. But Chow are the cool little artificial intelligence characters that essentially live in your little VMU memory card on your Chinkas controller back in the day. Yeah. And, well... Like, I didn't spend as much time on them in this game. I think it was Sonic Adventure 2 where a lot of people put lots of time into. Same but here, yeah. I like that they're here. They're very cute. I love that you can get the, you can find the little gold and silver ones on the map. Yep. And even the, um, you know, the cool, the cool black and, uh, I guess, hey, would you call him like the, the progenitor of the Dark Chow in Adventure 2 and the, the egg carrier? Oh, maybe. That little fella. Um, I do. I I love Chow. I like like everybody else said. Like I think I really dove into it in Adventure Two, where they they obviously refined and you could argue perfected the system. Um, because they sure haven't tried to do anything with it since. No. Uh, <laughs> That's the end of Chow. Um, yep. I I do love that even in uh, the first adventure, like you you get all those little anim the little green animals from Speed Highway and give them. Give them enough, and they do look like a little Sonic Chow. I I really loved my little Sonic Chow. <laughs> I just love that you know you've got these like individual Chow gardens dotted around all the major adventure map areas. So there's one in Station Square, one in uh, Mystic Ruin, and one in uh, the <laughs> one on the Egg Carriers for some reason. Uh, I'm sure Luke had a theory as to why that was happening. I know what you're talking about. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, we'll get into that dark secret one day. Uh, <laughs> But I just love the one in Station Square because it's like part of the hotel, so they've got a dedicated chow floor for you. Uh, that's just one of the perks of being a hero of... Mo- of oh, God, I almost said Mobius there. I guess it's Earth now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, being Sonic the Hedgehog, I suppose. Well, I do love that the chow are... They are part of the world. Because, yeah, I think you have some NPCs talk about it. Um, but, yeah, like you said, like, the, the garden is part of the hotel. And um, that they are integrated not only in the world, but, yeah, the, the story as well. Like, that is that is why every time a, you know, even Frontiers, like, comes out and they still don't do anything with the Chow Garden. I'm like, but y'all kept Chow around. Like, Chow are in so many, like, um, different, like, promotional movies and and art and in tv shows and whatnot and i i love that they are part of the world of sonic adventure 
yeah, that's it. Like, I love the fact that you can be, like, in the middle of a mission. Sonic's like, you know what? I could go save Amy and stop Eggman. I'm just going to take a couple minutes to go up onto my child floor and hang out with my babies for a while. <laughs> Check on my little buddies. And I, I would be remiss if I, I didn't. I definitely remember... Um, uh, you know, taking the risk of of putting some batteries in my VMU, putting some dental floss through the little, the, you know, the little attachment on there, and taking my chow on a walk with me, like going through, you know, accompanying my mother to the grocery store while uh, taking care of my chow and my VMU. I definitely did that with my GBA. Yes, yes, the the, the tiny chow garden lives on. Meanwhile, your pet, your actual pets are at home. Are like, am I a joke to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just imagining my current cat give me a look. <laughs> Start earning me some emblems and chow karate, and we'll talk, Fido. <laughs> I think we've covered most of the game. Actually, uh, we can't get into all the minutia of Sonic Adventures gameplay style, but I think it's pretty good. I think it's. I think it's a. Decent foundation, but it is very much of a time and really needed some further refinement that I don't think it really got over the following games. Like, you know, Adventure 2 is fine. Heroes kind of did its own thing. We don't talk about the other one. (laughs) Not yet, anyway. (laughs) You know the one. (laughs) I, I think that there is something to the adventure formula, but as it is, it just needed a little... It needed to be on a newer console than it was, so they had the time to like kind of properly debug it and make that system work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's, agree. I, I I agree. It's it's a product of its time, and by the time that you know, like you said, it got to like a more powerful console or a console that was more easier to work with. Like it was, you know, they had to move on from that because part of the history of Sonic is constant reinvention for. Uh, you know, the impossible task of appealing to every person on the planet. Yeah. But yeah, I will just, I'll say one more time. I, I don't think it's as busted as, as some people may think and approach it with a, Hey, open your heart and approach it with an open mind. <laughs> All I can say hmm. is my, my brain and eyes are clouded by nostalgia. So I still have a good time. Even when I, even yes. when the game just breaks on me. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I fully admit to that as well. Of course. <laughs> So we're kind of nearing the end of our discussion of Sonic Adventure, but of course, we would be flogged in the public square if we did not talk about the music, which, you know what, let me just go ahead and say spoiler alert, we're going to have a separate episode where we really get into the music, but we can't... Sometime. Sometime, yes. <laughs> Eventually. But um, but we can't do a, a... Especially retreading this, going back and talking about the game more, we cannot do this episode without talking at least a good bit about the music throughout the game. So... With that, uh, want to talk about the vocal tracks first? I guess it's technically not the first time we've had a vocal theme in a Sonic game, but oh, no, there sure not. are a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we start off with, you know, Open Your Heart. This is the first Crush 40 song that we ever hear in a yep. Sonic game. and The beginning of a legacy, in a way. Yeah. I, I, I again, trying very hard not to repeat myself, but how amazing my my 10 year old brain thought the intro to sonic adventure was and it still is damn it yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> that moment where perfect chaos like crushes through the that giant skyscraper 
and you just hear, open your heart. Down with you. Man, the, the composition to that that song, the main theme of the game, is just so good, especially on the guitar. Like, you get the you get the really fast like strumming and picking, and you have drums that just like beat down like almost the entire time, and. Like even the bass gets to do some good walking, like, and then of course you know Johnny Gioelli, the man, the singer, the man with I'm gonna say for Sonic Games golden pipes. This dude just <laughs> like this is like this is the first time we hear him in a Sonic game, and like he gives it his all, and like that's that's something that we can appreciate about Johnny even up to 2023 now. Like I don't think I've ever heard a song where it sounded like he was like only like putting a little bit of energy into it like he always does his best and that's just who he is and that's what makes crush 40 so special yeah i was about to say that the open your heart specifically is always one i look forward to seeing um live or like in studio because i am just hypnotized by june on guitar especially during the solos just seeing like how you even make those kind sounds on a guitar I, I really love all of the, the main themes uh, for the characters in Sonic Adventure. Like, I, there is some, some, like, there is a reason people talk about, like, the butt rock in Sonic. And, you know, like, <laughs> putting taste aside, but this is the kind of music I really like. Um, yes. Even, um, like, you know, I, I really like Tails' themes, too. I, I love how positive they are. Um, I love the, like, the melody of the uh, the singers and all that. And, um, yeah, I, I love Sonic Adventure music, man. Like, I wish I had something more, more uh, in-depth to say other than that. But, yeah, it's great. <laughs> well, this is where we, we get the beginning of some of the main themes that, admittedly, don't go on further than Sonic Adventure 2, but <laughs> but like for Sonic and Tails, like their their themes, um, their themes are pretty much the same going into the next one, but like restructured enough. Like the lyrics stay the same, but the the musical composition is restructured in a pretty fun way. And I, me personally, I kind of like the Sonic Adventure 2 versions of Sonic and Tails's themes a little bit better. But there's something about the the original ones that are very charming as well. I also appreciate the ways that the, like you get like kind of standard rock and butt rock for Sonic and Tails, but for the other characters, you get much different styles. Like I I think I said it before on like our second episode where Gamma has kind of like a techno jazz fusion thing going on that is like super cool. (laughs) Sounds like there is some like piano in there, but it's, uh, it is, it, it, I don't know what to say other than a lot of really nice scents. It's a, um, it's it's haunting in a in a pleasant way. Yeah, like you get to hear the whole thing in um, his credits roll, and it is it's it's sad but um, driving, and uh, it it sure does fit like uh, the whole the whole story of of of, of Gamma for certain. It really, yeah, yeah, it really does for the story. I even, I mean, I like the crazy horns in Amy's theme as as <laughs> mind-boggling and incomprehensible the lyrics are. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> like the instrumentation of her theme. <laughs> I think there's been memes throughout the years of just like how weird and crazy her lyrics are in, in her theme. <laughs> it is worth talking about the fact that I, I think we might have discussed it before, but Every single vocal song in this is performed in English. Not a one is Japanese. 
uh, and I feel that was intentional too. Yeah, I don't even think it's like um, I have seen people bring up like I wish we could get the Japanese lyrics, and people who know the production is like, well, they don't exist. Like yeah. they, there was not a like maybe at one point something was written down, um, you, you know, for the sake of like uh, you know passing around like Japanese creators, but no, like these were all written by the the songwriters, I believe. Um, so it is, it is the original intention. Well, even the original version of Open Your Heart with a Japanese vocalist before Johnny Gioelli came in, that was performed in English to the best of the performer's ability. It's Aizo Sakamoto. There you go. There we go. I also really appreciate, like, Knuckles has more kind of fusion genre thing where he's he's got kind of like that jazz thing going on with, like, the, the saxophone, but you also have kind of like a overdriven gritty guitar and... You have the rapping throughout the song, like going from rapping to singing. It's like it's like a mix of like rap, jazz, R and B. Actually, I wonder if it maybe just straight up R and B because I will admit I'm not a huge expert in that, but I think I've heard a few different R and B songs where all those elements are incorporated. So I might just be an ignorant man talking. <laughs> I just love Knuckles' theme on Known from ME. It's so good. Yes, it's the yeah, it is the bounce between the rap and the soulful singing about an echidna. <laughs> yes, I love I love the the vocals on on Knuckles' theme, and I'm glad they that is like the one aspect that carries over in the Adventure Two version. I think I do. I would say I prefer the um, you know the the rap artist in Adventure Two uh, to his original theme because I think uh, you know in Adventure One he's kind of going for a. And again, I'm not also I, I I just didn't grow up listening to a lot of rap, but it does sound like he's going for like a DMX thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, man, there's only, like, one DMX. <laughs> it's just a little harsh. It's not, like, out of tune or anything. It's just a little harsh. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I, I still like it. I, I really like Unknown From Me, either either version of mm-hmm. Just because, and, you know, like, I, it just adds a cool, another cool flavor to Knuckles' character. Yeah. Unlike Sonic, you don't chuckle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably, like, some of the most enduring lyrics from the game. Yeah. <laughs> You know, to round out the vocal tracks, we have Big's uh, Lazy Days song, which... I feel like that was the one we touched on in the first episode about how, like, there is a... In the middle of the song, it's like a phys- philosophical debate over... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are we meant to be here? What, What is, <laughs> you know, what came first on this earth? <laughs> Sorry, but I don't hey, man, know. It don't matter. <laughs> We're just natural. <laughs> Lazy Days just kind of comes out of nowhere and with that like really awesome like squealy lap steel guitar and uh it's it's such a freaking jam i love that song (laughs) yep and i feel like like you know the vocal tracks of course stand out but like some of the stage tracks are also really really good um like emerald emerald coast is such a good start as far as not only as an action stage but as the music too because you have like the harmonizing guitars and that really good beachy vibe um I have a fun story. I actually played this around some people who did not know where the song came from, probably don't know anything about Sonic, and they said that it sounded like something from Baywatch. <laughs> yeah. I think you told us about the time when you played like the, the ice cap um, <laughs> the the ice cap snowboarding section at your the place where you were yes. and they didn't realize it was a Sonic song. <laughs> yeah, I only told a few people about it afterwards, but they, they said it sounded like I think somebody said it sounded like ZZ Top. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I even love the um, the version of Emerald Coast. I think it's called something else, um, but the one that has lyrics. Oh, that's that's, right. uh, that's a really that's a really nice one too. But yeah, I think I think we we might have touched on it like when we talked about the music in Sonic 3D, the Mega Drive version. Is a lot of the music um, in Sonic Adventure feels like a like a a you know what the modern version of the 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 2D Sonic music would be? And like yeah, a couple of Sonic 3D tracks even made it to Sonic Adventure with uh, completely different arrangements and. I, I think that's why where a lot of their charm comes from. Um, I love the variety. I love the, um, you know, like I was talking about. I love the like all the big horns that get thrown in there. Um, I, that's why I really like Red Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, I I do like listen to this outside of the game, like on the you know the, the official album releases and stuff like that. I feel like we'll get into the music like even more when we have our inevitable listening party. But it is like this is just a whole new step of Sonic music, and I'm someone who really loves like the old Mega Drive Genesis soundtracks. But yeah, this like takes Sonic to a different level in a way. And speaking of taking Sonic to a whole new level, <laughs> um, in the years since the game has come out, there has been a wonderful breadth of fans and programmers who have made some really wonderful and outstanding mods for the game available on PC. Um, I have some experience with better SADX, but I think that the three of y'all would be able to speak on these better than I could. So I will let you guys take it away from here. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we, we tried really hard not to repeat ourselves on a, from our first episode, but I would be remiss if I didn't point people once again towards like the best way to to play this game on a on modern systems. Um, you know, I, I, I think there are lots of changes in the the director's cut version of Sonic Adventure that are, you know, a matter of taste, whether you like the new models and whatnot, but it did straight up break a lot of stuff. And um, yeah. Like, like Jake said, like lots of people have come together and kind of fixed it. And so, yeah, we, we've got lots of stuff in our we've we've linked. I think the easiest way to get started is to just use the the SADX mod installer, which includes a bunch of the stuff and actually guides you with like um, screenshots into like whether you want to like change the models back to the Dreamcast Um and, you know, I just kind of wanted to, like, end our discussion with talking about some of our favorite mods, maybe outside of that. I know um, I was just uh, playing through on the uh, the PC version. Um, I've got the uh, Sonic Adventure retranslated mod, which takes, um, a, you know, a person we mention a lot on the show, but uh, Wendy's kind of retranslation from the Japanese script that does fix a lot of those, you know, little goof-em-ups in the English version uh, that don't make too much sense but that one that is applied to like the the Japanese subtitles and 
uh, a couple of my other favorites are the uh, Better Tales AI, which makes Tales like a fully like follow you around companion, um, like in the two D games, and also makes him um, much smarter than the uh, vanilla version. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think a recent update um, that just came out, like uh, as of recording, like a, a week or two ago, was um, lets him do cute little things like ride on the front of your Twinkle cart in that section, and and really good stuff like that there's so much stuff out there like even entire like game conversions like porting of like sonic heroes and um sonic adventure 2 like levels and cutscenes into <laughs> sonic adventure 1 and um also cool stuff like it's somebody made um kel i think is the uh, mod author made an adorable sonic adventure 1 style shadow that uh goes on top of sonic and people uh-huh. have also added like l- little voice clips for gameplay from adventure Adventure 2 and even my favorite is uh it replaces it doesn't matter with um all hail shadow <laughs> and so it it feels pretty good i think my favorite just because mod i have is one that uh switches um the order of uh final boss songs to where open your heart plays second because yeah that just feels that just feels better to me man. yeah <laughs> that's the way i remembered it being so and the sort of thing they fixed in frontiers by having like the little orchestrated bit before you turn into supersonic you know yeah, <laughs> before the real yeah. music plays yes one of my personal favorites is uh there's a mod that restores all of the dreamcast dlc which is something that i never got to experience Ooh. as somebody who primarily played that game on gamecube originally and including the translations of various dlc that we never got here in the west so it's it's a discovery thing all around everybody gets something new I love, I think there's even an option in that mod to um, have it appear. Um, yeah, like a, like a seasonal thing so that, yeah, so like every two weeks or whatever, it switches the active DLC. It's it's very cool. I think right now is like a, like you said, like a Japan only like shrine based DLC. And so you get like cute little messages. Um, like when you go into the hotel, like, oh, if it's your first visit to the shrine this year, you know, have a good Two, time. Oh, cool. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yeah, stuff that like. Two lovers playing Sonic Adventure together on a holy night. <laughs> yes. <bring> <laughs> so good. But like Jeremy said, we will link to some of those mods um, in the description. Uh, and we encourage you to take the time to install them and give them a shot because, you know, mods are cool. They add more value to a game that's, gosh, over 20 years old at this point. <laughs> yes. yes. Please make Sonic Adventure DX playable and good. Um, yes. <laughs> do, do it for your own benefit. Say, this is actually going to be the 25th anniversary of the Japanese release. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, Goodness gracious. Woo! <laughs> um, and I, you know, I can only speak for myself. I tend to lurk through a lot of, um, you know, stuff when I'm gathering like mods or whatever. But man, it, it, it is a community that is still active to this day. And like there are, are lots of people who are very much willing to like help you out if you have a question about stuff. Um, and that's that's really nice. That's it's really nice to see that positivity for for a 25 year old game. <laughs> <laughs> but I think by that, that pretty much wraps up this episode going back to Sonic Adventure. Um, 
I personally feel like we we did a good job of talking about all the things that we didn't in the first in the first run through and I honestly I'm really glad that we went, went back to it because I think I said in the first episode but I legitimately love Sonic Adventure 1 like it's I, I it's one of those games that I could easily go back to time and time again and still just have such a good time with yep yeah I can agree. confirm just did that <laughs> I played it all the way through but bringing out dra- dragging out my old dusty dreamcast to play it again is uh it just feels right man yes yeah i would say come like full circle back to like celebrate our you know a year of of getting to do a podcast with my my good sonic buddies and i'm i'm very grateful to the people who are are have have stuck with us too to to listen to us go on about uh, things we we really really enjoy yes i can't believe we've actually managed to do this for a year that's real that's a, that is a worrying thing for me to actually have stuck to a project <laughs> for this long. But now we can all like we can all like be happy at the fact that we stuck to this and we've enjoyed the whole process, even through the ups and downs and technical issues. And uh, now we can go. <laughs> when this is all done, we can all retire to our hotel rooms in Station Square Hotel <laughs> and chill out with our chow. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Until the bottom floor floods. Oh no! Well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they need to fix the plumbing. We've talked about this. <laughs> hey, Station Square is still around in Sonic Adventure Two, so they bounced back. That's true. That's true. <laughs> just sorry, I'm just imagining like in the little ensuite bathroom, the toilet suddenly like bursts out, and it's perfect chaos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bring your heart, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens oh. when you don't leave the lid down. Yeah. Oh boy. You think you <laughs> can close this out? And... Chaos particles spread. <laughs> <laughs> and then Eggman busts down the sword saying, You know nothing, fool. It's chaos. The god of destruction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting an Airbnb next time. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock, it's Knuckles. Uh, so sincerely, everybody, thank you so much for sticking with this for, uh, for the year that we've been doing it. Uh, we have no plans on stopping this. We want to keep doing this because there's still, even after a year, so much more Sonic stuff to talk about. And this has been a joy and so fun to do with all of these guys. And I'm looking forward to so many more fun topics coming up ahead. Um, but for now, uh, I want to direct all of y'all's attention to our socials. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at rock the Jake. And you can find me on Twitch at Mr. Rock the Jake. You can find me on Twitter at cyberlink420. I am game buddy, sometimes with a one, two, three around the internet. And you can find me on Twitter at great job, Jeremy. That's G R and the number eight. I'm Chris, also known as Falero. And you can find me all across the socials at F A U L E W R O. spells Falero. Love that jingle. Kept it going. Uh, and as always, a very special thanks to Amy Waters for letting us use the theme song from her album, Gotta Go Slow, which you can check out on YouTube and Bandcamp. And I also recommend you follow her on Twitter and Instagram. Um, please remember to subscribe and review and share this podcast around, whether it's through a uh, a podcatcher of your choice or if it's through youtube because engagement works it is wonderful and honestly like every time <laughs> yes. every time we release a new episode on youtube i scroll through all the comments just to see what people are saying whether it's their own personal experiences with games or whether they're 
saying something that they laughed at in the episode. It makes me happy. It makes all of us happy. And we sincerely encourage you, and not not for any sort of algorithm reason, although it does help, but just the engagement is fun. Like we're we're slowly, I think, building a really fun community around this. And we thank you for that. We love it when you leave comments about the episode or you say, what happened to Sonic X? <laughs> we have to answer and it's very awkward. Uh, there's a very sad Twitter thread about what happened to Sonic F. It's not dead, but yeah. <laughs> someday, someday. Speaking yes. of Sonic Adventure. <laughs> For our next episode, we're going to get back into the more, well, at the time of recording, <laughs> topical <laughs> thing to talk about, which is Sonic Prime Season 1 Part 1, which is what we're going to call it. I think that's all that's going to be out by the time that you hear this. Yeah. Um, but we, we have some interesting thoughts on it and we're looking forward to sharing it with y'all. Uh, but again, thank you for listening. I have been rock the Jake. I'm Cyberlink. I'm game buddy. And I'm Falero. And this has been the beginning of year two of the hill is always greener. And I may not know the whole story behind this, but perhaps it's better that way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See you on the other side, everyone. Yeah. That's ah, it. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> new, new end of the show tag. <laughs> we did it. Woo!